0: And with us right now is Justin Pogue. Justin, you are the author of a book called Rental Secrets, and you're also a real estate consultant. Thank you so much for joining us on The Savings Angels Show.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity, Josh.
0: So Justin, what we want to talk about is helping consumers save money on something that they may have not really considered, and that is the rent that they're paying, or maybe, you know, they have a college student or soon to be college student. They're going to be paying rent. And I don't think most people know just how negotiable (laughs) rent is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. Most people don't even think rent is actually negotiable. They treat it like when they walk into a, a, a store, there's a price on the shelf. That's the price you pay. And that's just the way it is. Um, but people who are renting do have considerable amounts of power in terms of negotiating the, what they pay, what they pay for rent. I just want to kind of excuse the noise. I'm at one of my client's offices um, and they're actually a property rental company, um, So, one of the companies that I, that I'm advising. Um, so, but just first knowing that you can actually negotiate rent is the very first step. And then the question becomes, well, how do I do that? Right. Well, so the next step in, in the next step in doing that is understanding what problems or issues a landlord is facing when they're looking at renting a property. They want quality renters. They want people who are going to follow the, follow the community rules and, and not play loud and use it at 3am and disturb all of their neighbors because the value of their building comes from the renters that they have. If they have quality renters, the value of their building is going to be higher. If they don't, That's going to drive down the value of the building because it's going to drive the bad renters will drive out all the quality ones and they'll go somewhere else. Um, So from the standpoint of, let's say, a a parent that has a college student, it's really important to understand that by following the rules and like cleaning up their pet, they're building social capital with their neighbors and the landlord, which puts you in the position to even have that negotiation conversation. The other thing that's important is also to look at the communities that are around the one that you're looking at. So it's not just it's not just negotiating with that particular landlord it's what are other landlords offering Yeah and taking those offers and using those in your negotiation with that landlord. So you're bringing real market information to that conversation and since most people don't do that that shows the landlord that you're actually serious. And that you're that you're really interested in their property, and you're the kind of renter that they want.
0: Yeah, well, you know, everyone who listens to the Saving G- Angel show would be in a, a model citizen as mm-hmm. a renter, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. let's talk about like what some of those things you might be able to say. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say, um, let's say you're just looking at an apartment complex, uh, and you know that. Um, you know, they definitely like they've been, they have the people out spinning signs, like they're aggressively mm-hmm. marketing uh, mm-hmm. that they have rentals available. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what might be some things that uh, a potential renter could say uh, when they show up and they're talking to the landlord that yeah. might be able to get them a better deal?
1: Yeah. So here's here's a really interesting option, especially for newly graduated college students. Um who may still be trying to figure out what they want to do and where they want to go and all of that. So one of the options is to actually work for the landlord on site and help them manage the properties. know, smaller properties, 10 to 20 units, that kind of thing. Um, And landlords actually do provide rent discounts or in some cases even free rent for people who are fulfilling that role. So in that role, they're showing properties that might be vacant. They're making sure the pool is clean. They're cleaning up the grounds, and these are things that the landlord doesn't have to worry about because they have somebody on site who's handling that. And there are actually um, listings on, on, on Craigslist where people are looking for those types of individuals. Um, and typically, that can get you a rental discount of fifty to hundred percent in some cases, depending on what the landlord is offering. Um, but it's a wow. it's a really good option for people who I'm, I'm out working. I'm trying to figure out like which job path I want to take. Um, I do have a little extra time. And so it removes that, all of that concern about, you know, paying this massive rent amount and keeping this roof over my head. Um, so it removes that while the person is kind of figuring out and sorting out what they want to do next. Um, so that's one really good option if you have a little bit of time. Now, not everybody has, not everybody has that amount of time. Um, so so there are so the book actually covers like 10 different strategies mm-hmm. um that people can actually use so you when know, i working for the landlord is kind of just one of them um another solution which is kind of which is less time intensive is just being available to to repair things on the property if you if you're halfway handy you know you can you can place a faucet um you might be able to help them clean up properties that are going through transition. Um, just provide that little bit of help and the landlord may be able to may, may be able to cut you a break on your rent for, for doing those services. Because from the landlord's perspective, unit goes vacant. I got to find a contractor, not just one contractor, but three, because I got to make sure I'm getting the best price. And then I have to be there to let that person in so they can do what they need to do to get the property ready for the next person. Like it's a, it's a hassle, it's stress because they don't live on the property. They may not even live in the state depending on what their situation is. Um, so having that person who's on site who can actually help with that is really valuable. Because um, from the landlord's standpoint, a lot of these landlords, they got into real estate because they went to this real estate seminar, it was saying all the praises of real estate. <laughs> but they didn't tell them that as the as the owner, you're going to be at the center of all the issues related to this particular problem. And they just assume you'll have people to handle that for you, well maybe you will, maybe you won't um, so there's a, so there's a lot of stress, which creates opportunities for residents to actually help their landlord run the property and get compensated in the form of lower rent when they when they do that.
0: Wow, you know, I think that there might be some people justin that that think that this is too good to be true that you you really. Like you can't do this or let's say you go someplace and you ask if they're open to any kind of negotiation on that, if you bring value um, such in, in, you know, kind of fixing up the apartment or listen, you have a real problem with this. I'd be happy to work mm-hmm. on this. or happy to do some grounds. Uh, and what happens if somebody says, no way, we don't have room for negotiation. It's, that's against our policy. What, 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 what would you do if it were you or if it were, if it were your what? daughter?
1: I wouldn't necessarily give up on that. What's happening is the person who's sitting in the leasing office is typically the least powerful person when it comes yeah. to Ah. Right? Uh-huh. That person reports to someone else. So if you're walking in and you're making, you can make a case, say, for example, you walk into an office, this apartment has been vacant for a month. I'm offering to rent it for $50 a month less. Let's just use that as an example. Mm-hmm. So you've already lost, let's say, 1500 on that apartment. Because if an apartment is vacant for a month, you can't get that money back. The landlord can't get that money back. It's gone forever. So they've already lost $1,500. So the question is, do you want to rent it to me for $1,450? Or do you want to roll the dice and possibly lose another $1,500? That's the case that you're making when you're walking in. Now that is now that person in the office may not be able to agree to that, but right. that's certainly a case that they can take to their boss and say, Look, this is what we have on the table. Do you want to accept this offer or not? And they can take that case to their boss without getting egg on their face. It's not somebody who's walking to the office and whining about, oh boo, hoo, hoo, poor right. me, rent it to me for less. No, it's you have a problem. And I can solve your problem and it'll cost you fifty bucks a month. Yeah is it worth it to you to do that? That's the case that you're making.
0: Wow. You know, it's, it, you know, I think some people might feel that it's almost audacious to ask that question, but you know, what you're asking is say, listen, I'd like to solve a problem for you. And uh, you know, I think a lot of renters may not feel like maybe they're in the uh in the driver's seat when in fact there are there are a lot of rental properties in in most communities so there's a lot of inventory and renters from the landlord perspective are highly coveted good renters are highly coveted exactly
1: exactly and being that quality renter puts helps put you in that in that position to have those kinds of discussions um so, so like, I want to like back is, up to is something we kind of talked about earlier in that if the property, remember, if the property is vacant, they're not getting any revenue. And what's right. worse is they can't get that revenue back. So time is not on their side. Mm. So if you are in a position to actually make a credible offer to rent something even though it's less than what they're asking for, they should be seriously considering that because that stuff is walking, that money is walking out the door on right. a, a, almost on a minute by minute basis. Landlords have a bias towards action when it comes to renting their properties. Mm. And that's really what you're, that's really what you're looking at as a renter. And when you're, when you're, um, when you're making that offer to rent it for, for a discounted price. Now, the other thing I'll point out is some renters will say, well, this it's a hot market where I live. They've got a waiting list. How, you know, what do I do in that case? Well, honestly, if that waiting list is any more than 20 days old, it's already no good because those people are on the list, they're not waiting around till you have a spot for them. They're busy looking somewhere else and they will likely have found something else in the meantime. So, the fact, don't let the fact that they have a waiting list deter you because it's probably stale anyway. So, what matters is, yeah, you have a waiting list that's stale. I'm here right now in your office. I like your property. I'm willing to make a deal. This is this is where we're at, and you can either accept it or not. Right. Because in 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 many markets, renters have plenty of options of where they're going to rent and which which situation they want to be in. So the situation really boils down to is, can we come to a meeting of the minds as far as the price, you know, for for this particular unit? Something else i tell people to do is definitely look for and actually go in and ask for vacant property, vacant apartments. How many apartments do you have vacant? Which ones? Don't let the leasing person drive the discussion because what's going to happen is the leasing person is going to ask you, well, what type of apartment do you want? Do you want it to be on the first floor? Do you want it to be near the pool? Do you want it to be near the laundry room? They'll ask you all those questions. What's happening when, they're, when you're answering those questions is, they are crossing available apartments off the list. Hmm. Find the one that fits what you're asking for. So there may very well be 10 vacancies at the, at the community that you're calling. You've answered those questions. They've now whittled it down to one. And then the response is great. We have an apartment that fits what you're looking for. We have one available. I have other appointments this afternoon. When would you like to schedule your appointment? So now you're programmed in the scarcity yeah, mode. Yeah. Oh my God! There's only one left. I ah. got. I got to get down there now. And which makes you even less open to negotiating. Whereas if you flip that around and you say, "What are your vacant apartments?" By law, they can't steer you towards anything. Right. You can steer yourself. So you ask. I mean, the fair housing laws and all that. So you ask specifically, "What's vacant?" And how long has it been vacant? Mm. And they'll tell you and then you can start talking about the ones that have been vacant longest.
0: This is, I love this. You and I chatted yeah. before about this, mm-hmm. and yeah. I love, we talked about, if you were to ask the question, what's the one apartment or one property you have not been able to unload? And exactly. get, take a look at that one. Yeah, go and
1: take a look at that one. I had, when I was, I've, I've been man- I've managed property in the San Francisco Bay Area, and there was one apartment that I had that was vacant for like two months the reason why it was vacant is people would walk in to they walk into the apartment they would get to the door of the master bedroom and they would turn around and walk out what they were seeing was the view out of the master bedroom window which arguably was not the greatest view but what they were missing was the double closets and the master bathroom Mm. they didn't even go in the room so they didn't see those things so consequently when they got back to their kitchen table and deciding which property they want to rent, ours wasn't even considered because in their mind, it doesn't have closets and it doesn't have a master bathroom. So why yeah. would I even think about that one? So, and, and so, and that, that apartment rented for I think $3,000 a month. So we had lost six grand. Wow. So if somebody had, as the manager of that community, if somebody had walked in and said, I want to rent it for $50 or $100 less, absolutely, deal.
0: Wow. Because what
1: most people don't understand is at all of these companies, there's a meeting every week about what's vacant, why is it vacant? Why isn't it renting? What are you doing to make it rent? How are you going to solve this problem? All of that. So if there's an apartment that's been that's been vacant for two months and we've been talking about it for eight weeks, and then the leasing agent comes in and says, Look, I got somebody, they're interested. We got them signed on the dotted line. You are now the hero, that leasing no. agent, now the hero of that company. And you, as the person who rented that apartment, is the hero of that leasing agent.
0: I love it. I love That's it.
1: That's what's going on behind the scenes that most people don't see. Because leasing agents are under pressure to continually lease apartments. I mean, it's, it's in their title, leasing agent. If you're not leasing, then you might be out of a job. No. So by looking for those vacant apartments, you can actually become the hero of the leasing agent and that leasing agent can become the hero of their company or for that property for you know that particular month or what have you.
0: Justin, I know based on this conversation, some minds have just been blown right now. (laughs) You know, it just gives further evidence to, you know, nearly everything is negotiable. And, you know, and we even, um, so our home, I'll just tell you how this worked out for us. So when we moved from Michigan to Orlando, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. we looked in the MLS and we couldn't find, we wanted to rent for a year because we weren't Mm -hmm. sure if we wanted to stay here. Um, And so we looked at all these properties, and we didn't even see the the home that we eventually selected because it was outside of our price range. Uh, but it, someone shared it with us. I said, oh, well, we can't afford that. And they're like, well, we should talk to him. And so sure enough, we talked to him. Turned out he was really motivated to get the property rented. He was sitting on it. And uh, he also, his main goal is that he wanted to sell the house. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, well, Really, what we want to do is we want to rent a year so we can kind of be on the ground and ultimately find a, a home that we can buy mm-hmm. and I mean, if we love the property we 'd be happy to buy it, and that seems like it'd be a win win so he said so he w- he actually took I went, it was it was either two or three hundred dollars a month off the rent, which mm-hmm. was three hundred dollars, which absolutely put it into what was in our price range. Uh mm-hmm. and we were thrilled with that. He was happy with that. It was a great win-win. And I'll just tell you that, you know, again, the it was the house is a you know, even buying the mm-hmm. house is a little bit outside of what we wanted to pay. Uh mm-hmm. But that's when the market was tanking and tanking Mm -hmm. and tanking and tanking. And so we bought it like pretty much toward the bottom of the market. So, Mm -hmm. which saved us about one third of what the original asking price was. Uh, So, I listen, that was. I, I mean, I was using my savings in saving mm-hmm. angel, uh, intellect on that. Yeah. Uh, but still we, we really did. And uh, we were very blessed and fortunate with that. Yeah. We were very, very happy yeah. with that. So, um, Justin, listen, I want to thank you so much. Um, where can people buy the book rental secrets?
1: Yeah. So the title of the book is Rental Secrets. You can purchase the book at RentalSecrets.net. It's also available at Amazon.com, Barnes Noble.com, um, Apple iTunes as as well, um, and it's available in both physical book and ebook format as well.
0: I, you know, I'm so excited about this because this is a book you can buy and potentially save $100, $200 a month, uh, you know, for the next many years as a result of knowing all the right things to say, what to ask for, understanding how the whole game works. And Justin, you gave us a great introduction to that in this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh, no, you're very welcome. I appreciate being here and I hope everybody got a lot out of the conversation.
0: Well, you know, everyone who listens to The Savings Angel Show would be a model citizen.